And welcome to another American Road Trip Talk, where we introduce you to the people and places behind the articles in American Road Magazine. I'm your host, Foster Brown. The 2013 spring issue of American Road Magazine featured a story about a golf course in northern Michigan with a one-of-a-kind feature. Sweetgrass Golf Course is part of the Hanneville Indian Community Resort Complex just north of Green Bay, Wisconsin, inside the Michigan state lines on the shores of Lake Michigan. The golf complex benefits from the beautiful wetlands that feed into the traditional tribal hunting grounds of the Potawatomi Indians and from some unique survivors of nearby highways. Our guest, Scott Hero, the CFO of the Hanneville Community Resort Complex, tells the story of rescued bridges and how they became part of the Sweetgrass Course. This podcast is brought to you by Levy County, Florida and Springfield, Illinois. Have you ever wanted to just get away from it all? Escape to our cozy seaside town where amazing sunsets, excellent fishing, and crystal clear springs await your arrival. Come relax in Levy County, Florida. Explore our website, visitnaturecoast.com. That's visitnaturecoast.com. Welcome once again to American Road Trip Talk. My guest right now is Scott Hero, who is the Chief Financial Officer of the Hanneville Indian Community, who run a beautiful resort in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, not too far from the city of Escanaba. And Scott, welcome to American Road Trip Talk. Thanks. It's great to be here with you. Thank you so much for being with us. A game to which I sadly am addicted, (laughs) and which many Americans are, is golf. And you folks up there in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, first of all, are in a beautiful setting to start with, but have a wonderful golf course. Tell us a little bit about the Sweetgrass Golf Course and the uh, casino that's attached to it. Well, the the casino that the tribe runs has been around for about 20 years, and one we kind of pride ourselves as a full-service casino, but one of the amenities that we didn't have previously was a golf course. So we had added the golf course to our offerings about three or four years ago back in 2007. And we really endeavored at that point to to build a golf course that was really championship level, uh, championship quality, yet have the playability that would appeal to our to our, our casino guests. And you know, it, was, it was a long project. It took us a couple of years to get through, but really uh, we're, we're very – very satisfied with the result, and, and I think our customers have been as well. Well, you have a very unique aspect to your course uh, that gives it a, a, a curious kind of a flavor, and that is you have rescued some highway bridges and made them part of your golf course. Tell us about that. You know, that's one of the really uh, interesting aspects of the course that wasn't uh, wasn't necessarily planned as we started, but certainly became a key key feature within the within the course as it, as it was developed. There is a, a creek that runs through most of the property, so we had to traverse that creek uh, in, in a few different places. Also, the the casino's name is the Island Resort and Casino, so with that island theme, we kind of had a, a plan to have an island green, and we indeed do have an island green. But initially, we hadn't really conceived of how exactly we, we would traverse that creek or, or access the, the island. In terms of the island, it was just going to be a, an, an, an isthmus, you know, a land bridge over mm-hmm. to the island. But as we kind of moved through the, the, the building phase, and it was a long, about a two- or three-year process, at one point uh, we were talking with the builder, and he said, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we could get a bridge to go, to the, uh, go over to the island? Uh-huh. Now, as I said, the, go ahead. No, that's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Now, as, as I said, the, 
the tribe is a tribal government, and we have relationships with several municipalities in our region, including you know local, um, you know local schools, local uh, mm-hmm. cities, but also also uh, 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 road commissions, and we have very strong relationships with most of these of these uh, governmental units. It's so interesting in talking with some of them at one point. They said, "You know, we have these. It was, it was Menominee County. Said, we have this old bridge in our in our in our road commission yard that we're not really using. Uh, why don't you come over and look at it? And it's really not any good to us other other than scrap metal value. And we said, "Well, you know, that might really fit fit a need for us." And so we went over and looked at that, and it really was pretty interesting. It was one of those hundred-year-old you know, steel bridges with the right. with the big high trusses on the side, the pony trusses on the side. And so we said we really think we have we have an application for that, but that one that one wasn't long enough to get to our uh, to our our island green. Oh. But there was another one that we knew of in a surrounding in a surrounding township that was actually on a on a on a on a road that had been closed for a while because the bridge was no longer suitable for 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 car traffic. But sure. ironically, it, it's perfectly suitable for for car traffic. Sure. And so. We we kind of had worked a, a deal with them where we had obtained that bridge. Now that bridge was 94 feet long, and that bridge perfectly fit within the length of the span that we needed to to traverse to get over to our island green. Oh, so that was kind of our first score. Was when we had gotten that bridge, <laughs> we put that we put that bridge in towards the island green. But we still knew that this other one over with the Menominee County Road Commission, and we found a use for that one over uh, over the the. Um, the creek that I had mentioned, mm-hmm. but then that kind of started started a little bit of a, of a flood of activity because a lot of the road commissions in the area knew that we had put these few old bridges on you know onto the course, and and so all of a sudden you know the the floodgates opened and, and you know, kind of during this period of time there, there's a lot of these you know on the old uh, two lane roads there's a lot of these old steel bridges all sure. around in our area yeah. and they're and they're all a hundred years old and they all need need to be replaced and not wide enough for, for two-lane uh, traffic. Sure. And so all of a sudden, we, we wind up with, with three more bridges. So <laughs> in addition to the two I just spoke about, we, we wind up with five of these old steel bridges that range you know, from 40 feet wide to or long up to uh, uh, 94 feet long. And, oh, and wow. they're placed at, at strategic places throughout, throughout the... Uh, I noticed that there was a bridge in a picture that I saw at the 16th green. Um, where where was that one from in particular? Probably oh. talking about the fifteenth green. Oh, if, the 15th if it's the picture of of the island, which mm-hmm. is probably our most famous picture, the one we use the most, it kind of shows the mist coming off the lake. Yes, but that was if that's the one you're talking about. That bridge had come from from Nama, Michigan, which is a little uh, almost a ghost town at this point, and that's the bridge that was on this this closed road because it wasn't fit for automobile traffic. Uh-huh. But that that was the ninety four foot long first major score. Okay, so, so that. One is on the fifteenth uh, green, right? And that's that on is... the fifteenth. That's our island green track. I gotcha. Okay. Now you were going to say something else that I interrupted. I'm sorry about the bridges. Well, I was just say, saying that you know, again, it wasn't necessarily our intention to to uh, to find these bridges, but they, you know, as the whole project evolved, uh, we were able to get and in, in the end up to five of these bridges. They all match. They're all perfect. You know, they're all the old rusty steel bridges. I love it. And they really add a, a texture and, and a character to the course that really wasn't initially conceived of what is really substantial in terms of our identity yeah. now. Now, Scott, you've had these up for a while. How have people reacted to them when they come out to play? Uh, you know, they're, they're kind of a novelty. You know, people, uh, I think, appreciate the history and they appreciate the, the look. It looks old. It, looks, it helps the course feel mature. We've had individuals who, like these, the, the, the big one from NEMA, we've had, you know, the, the lifelong NEMA residents 
who had seen this bridge in its better days and then had seen it you know sit, sit uh, idle for a lot of years yeah. have actually come out come out to take pictures on it we've had we've had you know weddings that go out there and take <laughs> pictures on the bridges and whatnot so so it really has has gone over pretty well and it's kind of helped us establish a, his, a history to to yeah. our new course that's really neat so you have a new course but you have some really um, uh, old things on it uh, something uh, old something borrowed something blue something old something new you've got some really neat things that are on there that link to the history of the area around you scott hero is our guest right now he is the chief financial officer for the hannaville indian community scott i noticed on your web page that there was a phrase at the bottom there was a little indian there was a little indian who was kneeling next to a fire and near that were the words known as the keepers of the fire, and it referred to the Hannaville Band, which is your part of the Potawatomi Nation. I, tell us a little bit more about that. Yes, the Hannaville Indian community is a Potawatomi tribe, and they are known as the keepers of the fire. In the Great Lakes region, originally there were three main bands of, of Indians. And there was the Potawatomi, the Chippewa, and the Ottawa. The Chippewa were the keeper of the faith, the Ottawa were the keeper of the trade, and the Potawatomi were the keeper of the fire. And so fire has always symbolized life, and in the Native American culture, it's kind of symbolic of the, of the creator, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so that... That has always been the charge of, of the Hannibal tribe is to be the, the keeper of the fire. In fact, on the hole number 10 is called the fire keeper hole. And we have a, a, a big fire pit there that, that has a fire that, that, that is lit on, on most cold mornings and kind of symbolizes. <laughs> it's fascinating, but, but it also presents another hazard for some of us who are really bad golfers. <laughs> we could end up in the water. Well, it's at the tee box, so unless you're really bad, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, <laughs> Scott, you shouldn't have to contend with it. Scott, I'm really bad. <laughs> so I would have to contend with the <laughs> sand, with the water, and with the fire. I mean, the three major elements there. I got them all. We're talking with Scott Hero, who is the chief financial officer of the Hannaville Band, uh, our community of the Potawatomi Indians that uh, run the Island Resort and Casino and also the Sweet Grass Golf Course where you've got these rescue bridges. Scott, before we, we say goodbye to you, tell us a little bit about where you're located because people are going to hear this after having read our article and want to know, hey, how do I get there and, and where you are? Maybe a little bit about the casino as well. Well, the, the casino is a full-service casino. We have about 1,400 slot machines. We have 274 rooms right now, although we're, we're in the process of adding 40 more rooms. So by the time we're done, we're going to be up, we'll be over 300 rooms. We have three restaurants in the casino, and, and we have a showroom that, that plays nationally recognized entertainment. Uh, acts like Lady Antebellum was was here a couple a couple nights ago or a couple weeks ago. Um, in addition, we offer the the, uh, the golf course as well. We're located in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, which sounds to many who haven't looked at the map like you have to go across the Mackinac Bridge and through all of you know Lower Michigan down <laughs> through uh, from Detroit on up. The fact is, we're actually about an hour and a half, an hour and forty five minutes north of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Right. And most of our most of our customers, our non local customers, come from the Chicago, Milwaukee. Green Bay corridor. So really, if you're in anywhere around that area of the country, you simply have to drive north, and, and, and eventually you'll you follow follow Lake Michigan, and, and you'll end up at, at our doorstep for the most part. But it's it's always interesting to to tell people where we're at because they they have this assumption that you're Michigan, where we're really we're much more closely uh, geographically aligned with with Wisconsin. And very accessible because of that, we might add as well. So, you know, you won't have to travel across the Big Mackinac Bridge necessarily to get there, but if you happen to be from Michigan, please do. It's a beautiful area up there as well. The, the pristine woods that are up there, the water and, and everything around it is just a wonderful setting for this. And Scott, I want to thank you very much for having been with us. And I hope folks who uh, hear this will both read our article and the uh, spring issue 
of American Road Magazine. And get out there and enjoy the golf course, which is the Sweet Grass Golf Course. It's part of the Island Resort and Casino. Scott, once again, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to another edition of American Road Trip Talk. Today's podcast has been brought to you by Levy County, Florida. For more information, check out their website at visitnaturecoast.com and by Springfield, Illinois, where you'll discover mile after magnificent mile. Please subscribe to our regular podcast interviews through iTunes or your favorite podcast application. And visit us at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for more information about the magazine, trip itineraries, suggestions, fun contests, and a whole lot more. Until we meet again on the American Road, this is Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey.